Hello everybody and welcome to Lewis Billings Podcasts. Today I am going to be starting a brand new series which is going to be titled The Rise and Fall of Wrestlers, meaning wrestlers from WWE or perhaps various companies, but for this episode in particular it's going to be The Rise and Fall and Rise and you'll find out in a second. So this series is just going to be basically me telling you about a wrestler that has been at the prominence of the career and been on the been on the lowest of the low of the career and then gone higher again maybe or even lower. But um, for this particular episode I want to keep it somewhat current and start off nice and easy. So I'm going to be talking about the rise, fall and rise of Drew McIntyre who is the current um, WWE champion of this recording. So, if I, I'm just going to start at the very beginning. So, when Drew McIntyre first arrived at WWE, he um, spent not very long in developmental, just a few short years, and then um, it became one of the very first Scottish superstars to be signed to the WWE roster. And he debuted very hot. I believe he attacked um, the likes of our Truth and Finley when, when arriving. Vince McMahon actually declared him as the chosen one and made a promise that he would one day become a world champion within the WWE. Which, unfortunately for this particular run, did not happen. So, as I remember correctly, he um, went on quite the winning streak from, it was August of 2009, all the way up to March of 2010. So, he, um, he, in that time, he actually won the Intercontinental Champion in his undefeated run by besting John Morrison at the Tables, Lazard and Chairs pay-per-view 2009, which was a great match. He had a kick-ass finishing on his future shot DDT, which was amazing, and he still actually uses that today as like a secondary finisher kind of thing. Which we'll get to today, and we'll get to today shortly. But um, yeah, it did amazing, and won the Intercontinental Champion. Went undefeated for a while, and then along came the Money in the Bank qualifying matches for WrestleMania 26, where Drew McIntyre lost out to Kane and Matt Herder, who both qualified for the Money in the Bank Championship. I mean, Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania, and then Vince McMahon decided he would re. He would erase them two losses and put him in a one-on-one match against The Undertaker, which is now gone down in the record books as Drew McIntyre's first defeat against The Undertaker in a March 2010 episode of SmackDown, which was a very entertaining match, and um, The Undertaker still managed to make Drew McIntyre look good, even in defeat. But um, then on, um, he didn't. He was unsuccessful in the WrestleMania Money in the Bank ladder match, um, Vince McMahon gave him just like basically a jobber opponent to um, qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match, and which he very easily won. Um, and he was actually very unsuccessful at the WrestleMania Money in the Bank ladder match and did not win the match, and um, but was still the Intercontinental Champion for a short while. And then over the limit, 2010 came just a couple of short months after the WrestleMania pay per view, and Drew McIntyre lost the Intercontinental Championship to Kofi Kingston. And then came the Fatal 4 pay-per-view where McIntyre was unsuccessful again and that entered a programme with Teddy Long where basically Teddy Long got Drew McIntyre um, deported, deported, pardon me, (coughs) Um, got him deported from America back to Scotland, which was, I thought was um, just a bit meh, really, because I was actually a big fan of Drew McIntyre in that time. Um, and he um, entered a programme with Matt Herder, where um, Matt Herder, which happened to be Matt Herder's very last programme in WWE until he went to TNA. Um, in, that was basically just a, a series of, well, Matt Herder did defeat, remember, did defeat him once on SmackDown, and um, 
He didn't regain any more championships up until he eventually found himself in a tag team with Cody Rhodes and they won a very forgettable tag team reign in a tag team turmoil match at Night of Champions 2010. And his tag team partner was Cody Rhodes, who is who I could do a whole rise and fall and rise of Cody Rhodes as well because he is one of the most talked about names in the wrestling industry as of today. Um, that tag team reign ended, ended just a sh- ended in like just a month, and um, Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes never actually teamed up again. They only had a couple of tag team matches, and um, Drew McIntyre again was on a bit of a was on a singles run and um, wasn't winning very many matches. Although a really cool memory that I do have is because I'm from the UK, I actually went to watch um, a November UK 2010. At, at eight years old, I went to watch him live. And I've watched Drew McIntyre beat Chervo Guerrero. I remember that match distinctively. And um, Drew McIntyre got an amazing ovation from the UK. And it was a really cool memory. So that's a little bonus fact for you. I actually got to watch Drew McIntyre live when he was in the Chosen One persona. So in the next couple of years, McIntyre really did not do much until something arose in 2012 when um, Drew McIntyre was actually part of the tag team match, Team Johnny versus Team Teddy at WrestleMania, which was... um, which was a decent match, but McIntyre again did not really do much. Um, team jo- Team John Laurinaitis got um, victory, and John Laurinaitis got control of Raw and SmackDown. But again, that really didn't do many favors for Drew McIntyre, as he was continuously losing and really doing nothing much on the card until an opportunity arose where Drew, where Jinder Mahal and Heath Slater joined Drew McIntyre in the ring once they get to fend off the Usos and to form the team, the the greatest job of team ever in my opinion, Three MB who were very, very entertaining. The, I actually, another bonus fact for you, it was like my third time going to a wrestling event and Drew McIntyre actually showed up with Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal. It was a main, it was a WWE main event and it was, um, they, they came as a union, they, they weren't even called 3MB at the time, they was called the Union Jacks. No, I'm not kidding, I'm not making that up. They was called the Union Jacks and um, they had a six-man tag team match, so I believe it was like someone like, I think it was the Usos and some other dude, I really don't remember, but um, they did lose that match. And then a couple of wins as 3MB, and then they begin to lose and lose and lose, and they were just kind of a laughing stock. They kind of just um, put over big teams, for example, like The Shield and just a, lo- a load of other teams. But um, they had one really cool highlight, which was at WLC, where McIntyre took a really cool bump for a table, which was Hornswoggle versus El Torito at the WLC pit, at the WLC. And it was on the kickoff show of Extreme Rules, 2014 it was, and it was, in my opinion, the best WWE kickoff show match that I've ever seen. It was so cool and so underrated. And yeah, that was like one of 3MB's last highlights until... Um, Drew McIntyre was on his way out of the company and got released along with Jinder Mahal where Heath Slater Slater actually stayed with the company up until this year Um, yep so Drew McIntyre then decided to go off to the indies he got himself grew a beard he got he he looks even taller than he was back then I don't think he had a gross but though but I think he got he got muscular he got ripped he got he just he had this amazing physique and then went to TNA and won the, won the championship, fought in What Culture Pro Wrestling. I'm pretty sure he won the What Culture Heavyweight Championship as well. Um, fought in TNA Wrestling, won the TNA World Championship, and he was just on a warpath. And then, eventually, by 2017, Drew McIntyre found his way back into the NXT crowd. 
and debut and debuted in NXT in an amazing match against Orny Larkin. It was absolutely phenomenal. And then not long after that, Drew McIntyre debuted a new fit. Well, he was using the finish of the Claymore kick, which is one of the best finishes in WWE today, and still with a future shot DDT, which I feel are both amazing moves. And Drew McIntyre was on a warpath. It was, it was, it was really good in NXT. I liked him. He um. He won the championship from, I believe it was Bobby Roode, yeah, he won the championship from Bobby Roode and um, lost it to Andrade Cien Almas shortly after, De triggering the um, debut of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish and Carlo Rowley, which was such an amazing debut, one of the best debuts ever, um, and they actually attacked Drew McIntyre. So shortly after that, Drew McIntyre made his return, but this time not part of the NXT roster, he went on to become part of Monday Night Raw and became Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. Um, in this point, I think, I think I thought it was quite entertaining. I thought Drew McIntyre could have come back on his own, but with the help of Dolph Ziggler, it kind of reminded me of like a big Young Angston, just a couple of years, just a not a couple, but like about to five years prior to that. Um, big E was playing as Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard, which was which was pretty, which was okay, it was fine. But um, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, Drew, Drew McIntyre truly did feel like he was the biggest star than Dolph Ziggler. And they both won the tag team championships, but eventually it didn't last too long. They um, entered a program with the Shield with Braun Strowman, which was very stupid, resulting in a Braun Strowman heel turn, which no one asked for. Um, but yeah, it resulted in a pretty cool match against the Shield. It was kind of part of like the, the last kind of time we'd actually see the Shield, you know, Dean Ambrose, Reigns, and Seth Rollins until. Ambrose would go on to separate things and Rollins and Reigns ended up on different brands, but um, yeah, it was pretty entertaining. Um, so after that, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler then split up. McIntyre had a cage match with Dolph Ziggler and um, absolutely destroyed him. One, one with a Claymore. It was on it. They just kept McIntyre then continuously just winning and winning, which resulted in a face turn eventually. Um, the, it kind of just happened in a way like. Um, McIntyre was just getting cheered in his matches, he was doing the cooler moves, he was he'd become a much better talker, much better storyteller in the ring and um, they just vi visibly really improved and the fans began to see that and rather than booing they started to cheer and resulting in the McIntyre face run. And then that resulted in him winning the 2020 Royal Rumble and um, it was deservedly the right decision, claimed the hell out of Brock Lesnar to eliminate him, it was an absolute amazing amazing match. And um, Drew McIntyre, he um, then went on to WrestleMania to claim all Brock Lesnar about five times, but um, eventually, finally, he became the first Brit, I'm proud to say the first British champion to um, ever hold the WWE Championship, which is absolutely amazing. And um, right now, currently, he's kicking ass and he's doing great and currently still the WWE Champion. He is about to, he is set to face, I believe, he's just beat Bobby Lashley. Who's he set to face now? He's set to face, um, man's gone blank, I've totally forgot who's <laughs> support. Oh yeah, Dolph Ziggler, he's facing Dolph Ziggler, yeah. Just remembered, he's facing Dolph Ziggler at the next pay-per-view, um, which is a, um, a cool nod, I mean Dolph Ziggler just come out of a losing few votes, so I'm not sure he deserve, deserves it, but um, I kind of get the nostalgia in a way, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the match that they have, but Drew McIntyre's on a warpath at the minute, I can't see him losing the championship anytime soon, and I hope he keeps going on with this one, because it's enjoyable, it's just a shame with this current situation that he can't, he can't, he couldn't have won the championship at WrestleMania in front of the fans, and he can't perform in front of the fans as champion at the minute, but... I'm sure we will keep the title on him and um, it'll all change very shortly. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry for stuttering and sending a bit out of breath because it's very late at night. 
but I've just come up with the, my cousin actually just gave me the idea to come up with um, this new series, please follow him at Chitter Chatter Podcast, and um, I can't wait for do the next one, so this was the Raz Fall and Raz of Drew McIntyre, so thank you for watching, and um, please stay tuned for the next one, I'll be doing a Raz and Fall of, hopefully I'm going to be, th I'm thinking about doing someone like Taz, or someone, you know, later in the era, like, it's going to be past, present, and future, so something like Taz, or hell, even Goldberg at the minute, or... You know, I can't wait for it. Or Jinder Mahal, rise, fall, and fall, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I can't wait. So um, definitely listen to the next podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.